From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on December 4th, 2023 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. This episode features a look at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' recent swing through the Palmetto State. The fourth Republican debate is on Wednesday. What do supporters want to see happen? Hmm. Senator Lindsey Graham shared his thoughts about the ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict, including a dig at Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Another candidate drops out of the 2024 race, while another long shot stays in and gives Florida Republicans something to think about. And we want to know what you're thinking about. That's why we have a voicemail box set up at 803-563-7169. We're going to play some voicemails today. I know we've been derelict in our duty there, but we want to hear from you guys. We need to know what you're thinking about Christmas and the holidays are right around the corner. Tell us what you're getting the lead for Christmas, what you're getting your kids. Tell us about when you found out about the big Santa. I don't want to like ruin it for anyone. If any kids are listening, I'm talking about when you knew that you were on the good list which is also my favorite show on CBS. (laughs) Is that a show? Probably. They name everything a show. Anyway, 803-563-7169. Let me know if you're actually watching network TV primetime. Let's start on the campaign trail, where we live. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is all in on Iowa, intends to visit South Carolina as frequently as former Governor Nikki Haley, which is about once a month. Well, he was in town and held two well-attended town halls across the state on Friday and gave remarks at the Citadel, which is South Carolina's military college, before its independent Republican society Friday evening. DeSantis made a big promise on immigration at a town hall stop in the small Midlands town of Prosperity, or as the New York Times called it, the midsection of South Carolina. Take a listen. I'm sick of hearing about the border. I'm going to be the president that ends the border as an issue once and for all. We've been promised this so many times in the past. So how do you do it? Day one, we're going to declare a national emergency. We're going to mobilize all of our available resources, including the U.S. military, to be on the border, stop the invasion, implement different policies like remain in Mexico. Yes, we will actually build the border wall, uh, and we will do that. We will do that. We will do that by, because Mexico is supposed to pay for it. It didn't happen, but here's how you make that happen. Mexico is not just going to give us money. That's not how it works. But what you do and what we will do, we're going to impose fees on the remittances that foreign workers send back to their home country, Mexico and others. You're going to make a fortune out of that. You're going to be able to take up billions of dollars to go to do, do, do wall construction, and we will do that. But I, and then people, Biden has let in 8 million people illegally, including from Iran, Russia, China, Middle East, all these places, We need to send them back to their home countries. We've got to send back. We're going to do that. And then finally, if you look at the sex trafficking, the human trafficking that's happened, that is being facilitated by the Mexican drug cartels. So they're invading our country. 
They're poisoning our population with fentanyl. We have tens of thousands of people that are being killed with this. And yet, people like Biden just shrug their shoulders. When I raised this at the debate last night, Newsom was laughing you know, about it. Uh, I'm not laughing about it. I think if a hostile group invades your country and kills your people, as the president, you not only have the right, you have the obligation to fight back on behalf of the people. DeSantis is the only military veteran in the race, which should have prompted a bit more chumminess with cadets and supporters gathered in Charleston Friday evening. But the former naval officer gave a similar stump speech like he had at stops earlier that day, which included hits against California Governor Gavin Newsom, whom he debated the evening before on Fox News. We've got a great state, uh, but people are coming because they're, they're trying to be in a state that preserves and protects freedom and good quality of life. And so if you look at that, the, the, the choice isn't really even right or left, uh, Republican, Democrat. Uh, the choice is really between freedom and failure. Because what the left is going to do, what they are doing is failing. And if they're able to take that California model nationally and Californicate the whole country, it will destroy this country. And we can't let that happen. So I, I think it was important to do, and I think it's also important for you uh, and Republicans to have a nominee that can stand on that stage. Maybe it's Biden, maybe it's Harris. I, I don't know after last night whether it'll be Newsom, but who knows, you know, anybody. Stand on that stage and be able to make the case for conservative principles in a way that really captures uh, voters and draws them to us. Um, and I'm able to do that. We did it, of course, last night. Uh, somebody that's gonna be able to actually fight and beat these people for a change. And we have done that in Florida. And I'm the only one running for president who's beat the left on issue after issue. Now, seeing DeSantis and Haley days apart offers a lesson in contrast. Haley's event last Monday featured a more palpable, upbeat atmosphere to DeSantis's stayed somewhat rote appearances, including the Q&A sit-down routine with his wife, Casey. The energy levels may be a bit representative of the moment, an ascending Haley campaign and a DeSantis one that's been rocked with infighting and key departures, including at the Never Back Down Super PAC, which finances a good bit of events and campaign travel for DeSantis. We're going to have more on that in a minute. But DeSantis continues to hammer in on social issues, including transgender rights and what he calls weeding out pornography in school books across the state of Florida as he seeks to run America like the Sunshine State. If you're in a public education, you as a parent have a right to know what's being taught in your school, kids' school curriculum. So having some of the pornography, when the parents have access to know, they can raise objections, it's not age appropriate, and then it gets taken out. So when they talk about banning books, understand no book is being banned. You can, as an adult, can get, get what you want, but that doesn't mean it's appropriate for a fourth grade classroom. Uh, and if you want adult material, do it on your own time. Do it on your own time. Heck, you can even go uh, review Hunter Biden's laptop if you want crazy material for all I care. Just don't jam it down our kid's throat. And so he responded by saying somehow California is like a big, big parents' rights state. And he said, oh, it's in our constitutional stuff. And I just thought to myself, that, that's odd. Because in California, you can have one of your kids here in South Carolina or grandkids can go to California without the parent's knowledge or consent and get transgender operations, uh, puberty blockers, hormone stuff as an unaccompanied minor. 
Now just think about that. How is that respecting the rights of parents? With the fourth Republican presidential debate on Wednesday, there will be a lot of attention on how DeSantis and Haley handle each other. Will they save their toughest attacks for the debate stage? And or will they attack Trump more? The 45th president once again will skip the debate, and with fewer people on the stage, there will be more time for them to make their case, hit each other, and create needed breakout moments. Watch out, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Peter Prim, a retired military pilot and Czechoslovakian immigrant who moved to South Carolina in 1986, said he likes DeSantis's Christian values and that he's also a veteran. Peter gave this advice at DeSantis's stop in the small town of Prosperity. Well, I would like to see him spell out how is he going to overcome the hurdle of always Trumpers and get on a Republican ticket. Because everything I see on news, and I don't watch much, is uh, Trump's going to be the nominee. So if I had a chance to ask him one question, it would be, how are we going to get there? Like I said, DeSantis and Haley make somewhat monthly swings through the state. That's because everyone's focused on the Iowa caucuses, which are six weeks away. But a strong showing in Iowa doesn't translate into a strong South Carolina showing. Of course, don't tell the campaigns that. You already know because you've been listening to the SC 2024 episodes that we've been dropping. Right? You have been, right? Now, this all comes at a time when DeSantis' super PAC, Never Back Down, continues to be in disarray. Oh, no! Here's what the online news outlet Semaphore wrote. Quote, the top pro-DeSantis super PAC, Never Back Down, appears to be in a state of collapse as it shakes up its staff and faces competition from a new rival group. Over the weekend, the group fired its nine-day-old CEO, its communications director, and its operations director. The group has played an outsized role in boosting DeSantis to this point, running operations like canvassing and candidate events that are usually handled by campaigns themselves. One person with knowledge of the situation suggested that amid the growing frustrations, the newly formed pro-DeSantis super PAC, Fight Right, will move front and center in a last-ditch effort to salvage the once front-running campaign, quote. Yamahama, not the kind of press the DeSantis camp wants to read six weeks before Iowa. The vibes also weren't that great on the Sunday shows, where strategists and reporters sounded similar alarms about the health of the campaign. You guys like Yamahama? Maui's Alley? Now, you may have heard the distressing news that North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum dropped out of the race on Monday. Oh, no! Burgum, who was virtually non-existent in South Carolina polling, was set to visit the state for the first time this weekend since announcing his long-shot campaign on June 7th. A.T., the Hunger Games canon, please. Yamahama. Now, while Burgum didn't make the cut for the third debate in Miami, neither did former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, which got me thinking, is Asa still in the race? Well, Yamahama, in fact, he is. He was just in Florida this weekend, the Sunshine State, where he was booed for saying that Trump would be convicted next year and as such would have devastating impacts for the Republican Party, which prides itself on being the party of law and order. Take a listen. As someone who's been in the courtroom for over 25 years as a federal prosecutor and also in defending some of the most serious federal criminal cases, 
I can say that there is a significant likelihood that Donald Trump will be found guilty by a jury on a felony offense next year. That may or may not happen before you vote in March. And it might not make any difference to you, but it will make a difference for our chances to attract independent voters in November. It will make a difference for those down ticket races for Congress and Senate. And it will weaken the GOP for decades to come. As a party, we must support the rule of law. We cannot win as a country without integrity of the White House. And while some will ignore the destructive behavior of the former president, I assure you we ignore it at our own peril. The next generation will not look favorably back on this time. Yamahama through those boos, that was Asa Hutchinson, who again did not file to be on the South Carolina ballot like Burgum did. $50,000. Now we've been talking a lot about Republicans. Let me give you a little tidbit from the Democratic campaign trail. The Biden-Harris 2024 campaign announced key South Carolina leadership team hires this week, including Scott Hereford as state director, Clay Middleton as senior advisor, and Jaleesa Washington-Price also as a senior advisor. Brady Quirk-Garvin is also an advisor for the campaign. (laughs) But let's get back to more Republicans, specifically in Washington, with Senator Lindsey Graham, who appeared on CNN's State of the Union with Donna Bash this past Sunday, where he had some tough words for Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and said this about trying to get more hostages back from Hamas. Well, I guess just keep talking and, and, and I would talk, I would put more pressure on Iran. You know, Hamas doesn't exist without Iranian uh, help. Uh, you know, our soldiers are being hit in Syria and Iraq uh, by Shiite militia controlled by Iran. So what I would do is flip the script here. I would go to Iran and say, listen, uh, you know, you need to tell Hamas to let these hostages go. If you don't, you're going to start paying a heavier price. And you think that just that pressure on Iran will actually produce hostages being returned? Do you think it's potentially as simple? I mean, there's nothing simple here. I don't want to oversimplify it, but that is... No, 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 you're right. Here's what I believe. Mm -hmm. If Iran felt they were threatened by Hamas's behavior, uh, they would have Hamas change their behavior. But Israel's going back to the fight. So here's the big question. You know, Vice President Harris has said, you know, Israel's right to defend themselves. Uh, how you do it matters. The Secretary of Defense said it'd be a strategic failure for Israel to, to have killed too many Palestinians. I don't want any innocent Palestinian to die, but how do you do this? Vice President Harris, tell Israel how to destroy Hamas in a way not to hurt innocent Palestinians, and I'll pass it along. I don't know how to do this because Hamas is integrated into the apartments, the schools, and the hospitals. They have tunnels all over the place. Uh, the reason so many Palestinians are dying, I think, is because Hamas wants them to die. So if you got ideas about lessening civilian casualties, let me know. I'll tell Israel or you tell them directly. But the idea of Hamas still standing when this is over mm-hmm. would be the ultimate strategic failure. Then there's the yeah. strategic question, which you have uh, experience yeah. with in other parts of the world when the U.S. has been uh, in, in conflicts. Yeah. And so I want to go back to what you alluded to, which is what the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, said yesterday. He said, if you drive civilians into the arms of the enemy, you replace a tactical victory with a strategic <laughs> defeat, which he's saying that civilian casualties could create even more enemies. 
Yeah. Does he have a point? Uh, the, wh- wh- no, he's so naive. I mean, I've just lost all confidence in this guy. How about focusing on protecting our soldiers, men and women in Syria and Iraq? A strategic defeat would be inflaming the Palestinians. They're already inflamed. They're taught from the time they're born to hate the Jews and to kill them. They're taught math by if you had 10 Jews, you kill six. How many would you have left? It's like this is a tranquil population only inflamed after Israel goes in to defend itself is really naive. This is a radicalized population. I don't want to kill innocent people, but Israel is fighting not just Hamas, but the infrastructure around Hamas. And a look ahead. This week, the University of South Carolina Darlamore School of Business will hold its annual economic outlook for the year ahead. And of course, we'll be there. Yamaha. The economy is so hot right now, literally, despite what polls or politicians say, and I don't want to preempt our upcoming econ pod too much. Econ pod. But we did get some spicy data last week, including a revised third quarter GDP estimate of 5.2% annualized growth. Data! That's not bad. As for the year ahead, well, stay tuned for that pod. But you can expect it will include some headwinds, as the OECD outlined in its forecast recently. That's right, the AP reports that the Paris-based Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development estimated that international growth would slow to 2.7% in 2024, from an expected 2.9% pace this year. That would amount to the slowest calendar year growth since the pandemic year of 2020. The AP continues that despite the gloomier outlook, the organization is, quote, projecting that recessions will be avoided almost everywhere, according to OECD Secretary General Matthias Corman. However, he added there are risks that inflation will stay persistently high and that the Israel-Hamas conflict and Russia's war in Ukraine could affect prices for commodities such as oil or grain. Mid-range, Yamaha. Now we'll bring you a thorough econ pod, econ pod later this month as we change up the schedule for the holidays. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're glad you're here. A.T. Shire, I'm glad you're here too. A Yamahama to you, Gavin. Oh, and um, a Yamahama good night. Oh, and Yamahama to all and to all a good Yamahama <laughs> night. Anyway, Gavin, you teased a double dip. I think this this might be an augmented trip dip, but it's really two <laughs> calls and one of them called twice. Hmm. So if you're cool, we'll get straight into this, all right? Yes. Yamahama. Okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. Colin from the Upstate. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work that goes into this uh, show, podcast, everything else that y'all do. Um, so my hot take is about Trump calling Nikki Haley Birdbrain. I think her response should be something like, okay, you can call me Birdbrain, but listen, I got the brain of an eagle, and I'm ready to fly across this country and represent you as president of the United States. I'm like, she should just play it. And, you know, Birdbrain, Bird, Eagle... You know, Eagle America president. You know, I'm like, just play it. That's my thought. Okay, thank y'all again. I hope you're well. Bye-bye. A thank you, Upstate Hot Take Birdman. I love it. Yes. I love that. Did you hear that? Haley campaign folks, you get some free advice right That's there. That's free, okay? The first one free. The first, first one's free. always free. Next time it costs, all right? Yeah, I mean, ouch, what a, what a hard... I mean, name. you know, I used a, to call me bird brain, but we, we got into a pretty big fight and I, call me that hey, anymore. Uh, as if we're going uh, rock, rock fly eagle, if you watch. Um, <laughs> Actually, as an Eagles Sunny. fan, that's, that's a compliment to go you. Go birds, go birds, even though we did lose and we looked really bad. 
sad. Uh, but, um, oh, and, sad music plays. Really bad. I wasn't surprised. I'm actually not sad. I like knew we were going to lose. But well, anyway, didn't the Chiefs lose too? Even though the Taylor Chiefs was there? lost to the Packers. Yeah, chi- uh, the evil corporation Taylor Swift <laughs> flew in on her private jet from Europe okay. just to fly back to Europe. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, she is a villain. <laughs> anyway, people, uh, that is just that's our first. True. That's just that's a first. Oh yeah, no, very good. I people don't want any fly in from Europe on <laughs> gas guzzling planes. All the oh time. God, we should all take boats. <laughs> <laughs> Steamboats across. Listen, you had no problem flying on the lead private jet for the past couple of years. There's <laughs> also the state plane, which is a turboprop, which Listen, is better, but still. I'm very, I'm very adamant about recording on location in Davos. Anyway, Gavin. <laughs> oh, yeah, Davos. Are you ready for this next dip? Yes. Okay, here we go. Greetings, S-C-L-E-D-E, fellas. Um, this is Zachary in Charleston, South Carolina. I was calling just to tell you all how much I love, love, love Gavin's mustache. And I just wish more of your listeners had the chance to see it. Maybe it could have a comeback. On a serious note, I was calling just to say I wish you all could do a deep dive on what some of us know as the lithium belt. I don't know if uh, I originally heard some... Something maybe in the Post and Courier did something about the Greenville area and um, some energy mining, but now there's also stuff going on in Gadsden County, I think. But that would be a fun radio spot for one of your listeners. And um, I guess I'll also just say that my favorite monarch is probably Ethelred the Unready because his nickname is absurd. So there's that. 10th Century King, House of Wessex. So um, that's all we got. But thank you all for doing the good work, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And, oh, oh, a uh, uh, brief follow-up on the Unready uh, uh, as to his reign. He wasn't known for much, according to Wikipedia, except besides hating Danes for some reason. He was credited for designing the early concepts of what I guess we know as the English Grand Jury. He wanted to, I guess, kill a bunch of people, some Danish rivals, I guess, and wanted to, uh, couldn't make the sole decision himself. So he got 12 of his peers, some Anglo-Saxon aristocrats, to make the decision together for him. So, so that's my Merry Christmas contribution. I hope you all are well and safe. Take care. Zach Attack from Charleston. Thank you. And thank you for the kind words about the mustache that I grew during COVID, during the lockdown. I loved it. I I love the beloved stash. Yes, you could say I was a bit ahead of my time. I mean, everyone's rocking it now. Yep. Um, Growing the stash back, however, will require authorization from Meg Kennard. Ooh, Meg Kennard. She did shave it off when I shaved her head. Uh, Yeah, she, that, I mean, that was her one request. Gavin, (laughs) if you want to shave my head, I'm shaving that off your face. I was like, fine, I need an excuse. Also, we had just gotten the COVID vaccine, so that was like the end for me anyway. I was going to say, like, once we get it, we can Mm -hmm. end COVID. But you are going to grow some end of the year hair. I'm going to have a trash beard for the end of the year. Once we get off air this week, uh, I'm just going to let it go. You know, the beard, the mustache, the hair. It's going. You're going to look and bad. And honestly, I, it's going to be, it's gonna be it. rough. You're embracing it. Not many it. people are going to see it. Zach, but, uh, maybe you'll see it. Who knows? But, <clears throat> yeah, if you're if you're following me on Instagram, you'll probably be like, oh, time to shave. Time to get ready. <laughs> I'm going to look like a divorcee or out-of-work 
divorced you're, dad. Yeah, you're going to look like really bad Don Draper, you know? Like, like Mr. Mom, like Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom. Just channel mm, that. Mm, mm, um, mm. But we will also talk to Scott Morgan because I think the lithium belt, the, li- the lithium mining issues, uh, something that he'd enjoy. I don't have the power to assign people here, <laughs> but I think if Scott's listening, this is up your alley. If it's so. a story up in the upstate, Scott's <laughs> yeah. got his finger on any pulse, any vein running through wherever. Whether Scott, that's Scott a vein of lithium in the ground yes. or, or blood, blood in the veins. Exactly. He's he's on it. He's got Tap his finger down. on the pulse of the upstate. It's honestly okay. terrifying. It's scary, okay? It's very <laughs> much like Minority Report. Uh, he is in milk constantly. <laughs> he's a precog. He is a precog, yes. <laughs> And just start scrolling. And and speaking of uh, aristocrats and oh, yeah. and feudal lords and whatnot, <laughs> would do you think Taylor Swift would be a lord of our time? Do you think? Yeah, right. Easily, she's more she's popular royalty. than the queen oh, or definitely. the king. I mean, we should say. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, there you go. I mean, that's case American point. royalty, at. And here you are being like poo poo. Well, this brings me to uh, something I did want to talk about real quick before God. we go. Is it, it does pertain to Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in uh, it. <sighs> Every Taylor Swift is everywhere, you know, like, yeah, it's like the world can only talk about like three things at once. And one of them is Taylor Swift, you know, and I feel like no matter where you look, we're talking about Taylor Swift. And that got me thinking. Mm. Okay, I remembered back to one of the summer schools that we recorded Mm -hmm. and we talked to the conspiracy theorist uh, professor. Yeah. And we asked him, what's his favorite conspiracy theory? And he said he can't disprove (laughs) that we live in a simulation. Totally. And I think. The fact that all the world can talk about is about three different topics, one of which is Taylor, is greater proof that we live in a very low RAM simulation <laughs> than anything else. Like, so it like, can only load three programs at one time. And they're like, let's have this fun podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. This is They're going to blow it this up. This is nothing They're going to blow <laughs> Like, this is a couple, couple kilobits. But I even. really think that this hey, proves that know. we're in some sort of matrix. Our bodies are batteries well, we for do the enjoy facts and news here. We'll, we'll entertain conspiracy theories every now and then. Oh, call in with your favorite, please. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Unleash me. Hey, to unleash me, we, baby. I want to talk about we, it. Yeah, the lead has sole editorial discretion over what we publish from hey, anyone's voicemail. If you want to clear the air, if you want to come on here and say Taylor Swift's a clone, I might air it. Well, I mean, Who knows? there's always such an appetite for news. You know, people can only handle so much, and they so want make escapism. Up there's just a couple wars, and then there's a campaign trail. So, like, you have to juggle between those three topics. I'm too busy I, scrolling through Instagram. I'm plugged in. Well, I'm plugged I don't in. see any of it. Like, I'm like, okay, they're happy. Move on. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's already been pushed aside. It's in its Marie Kondo box for me, and we're moving on to something else. And sometimes I'll just I don't care. spam Gavin's uh, DMs on Twitter with just tons of stuff. But like, but then it, then it flips, and I'm like, ATL. Like I send him like six things in a row because coming, I just I, I get on Twitter. I'm like, oh my god, so good. As bad as the algorithm has gotten, it's terrible. We've decided that we get two drastically different algorithms. On Twitter. Us. Yes. And so I <laughs> So need we compliment each other yes. and we've decided we probably get maybe like twenty five to thirty percent of the the entire dumpster fire that is Twitter, <laughs> also known as X. No, the letter X. It's never X. It's br- never brought X. to you by Sesame Street. What are they gonna say? X? I oh, mean, what are they God. gonna do? I just hate Elon Musk so much. But <laughs> Anyway, Gavin, this has just been so enlightening. Catch us in our new Cybertruck, AT. QAnon is just- He uh, hates Elon, but he has a Cybertruck. Tell Andromeda me. Strain and Michael Crichton stories for people who don't read. <laughs> um, uh, please call in and tell me your pra- f- favorite conspiracy theory. Is it a simulation? Who knows? Anyway, 
Uh, Taylor Swift is a villain. Gavin, say the oh outro, okay? You're just going to get everyone. We need Grace in here ASAP. 803-563-7169. <laughs> I feel like we're on C-SPAN where we have like callers calling different phone numbers. <laughs> Independents, Republicans, and Democrats, Swifties, <laughs> conspiracy theorists, all call 803-563-7169. You might just end up on the pod, but if you're really crazy, probably not. Thanks for listening to the pod, guys. You can always show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and giving us a shout. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCTV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. You think I want to wear bits? Bits? Oh, you think I want to wear bits? Wait, what? Wait a second. Why do you want me to wear bits?